Hi, my name is Jessica Cook and welcome to my podcast. My mission is to empower women over 40 to transform their lives through fitness. I've made this podcast so I can share with you my tips, tools and strategies I use in myself and my clients to get you feeling fit and healthy, feeling great in your clothes, with so much energy and positivity back in your life, no matter what your age. Head over to jessicacook.ie and you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey. Good morning, Trisha. Great to have you on this morning. We're going to be talking about anxiety. Um, so a little bit about Trisha. She is a psychotherapist and supervisor working in private practice in Galway since 2006. In 2019, she went into partnership with Mind and Body Works, who operate two psychotherapy and counselling centres in Dublin and opened a centre in Woodkey, with a new centre now being opened on Dominic Street, Galway. They have a team of 15 psychotherapists and psychologists who offer counselling to adults, uh, couples, adolescents and children. They offer a wide range of therapies, including CBT, EM, DOR and art therapy. They also operate a low cost counselling service, which is provided by mature trainee therapists in their final degree or master's year of training. They are supervised by accredited and experienced therapists to ensure they work ethically and professionally. Um, so it is in Mind and Body Works. Trisha, anything else you'd like to add to that before we get stuck in? Um, no, thank you. Thank you, Jess. Okay, and if anybody wants to uh, contact Trisha or to book an appointment, um, you can contact her on 091-725-750. So let's get stuck in. Good morning, yes. everybody. Um, really interested in this topic this morning. We're going to be talking about anxiety, um, which is always a really lovely time um, coming into winter to talk about this. I'm just letting mm -hmm. more of you on here. Um, so Trisha, we start off nice and simply, and could you just tell me like, what is anxiety or how do you how do you describe it what is it well i guess i would feel that anxiety is is a um is a very natural normal uh part of our human psyche um and actually you know we, we all experience anxiety at different times in our lives from diff uh, in different ways and actually it can be a very beneficial thing to experience. It can be really helpful if you're going for a job interview, if you kind of need to have that bit of kind of nervous energy almost, it can actually be really beneficial. Um, and obviously from back with the cavemen, uh, the fight or flight response in terms of managing uh, the everyday living um, of, of being a human. Um, so, so, what I would say anxiety is, is a, is a, is a natural human feeling um, of alerting us to danger. Um, and so we can get nervous and we can feel fear and we can feel dread and we can feel it both psychologically and physically. Um, so it can be very healthy and it can help us. And the fight or flight response can be really helpful in managing dangerous situations in life. I guess the, the problem with anxiety and where it can really affect people is when it tips over into uh, what we call a generalized anxiety disorder rather than just the day-to-day -day feeling of 
worry or a, a passing thought, a feeling of dread, a feeling of danger um, that passes um, when it, it can be very, very difficult for people when it can turn into something that feels less manageable and more intrusive. Um, and that's what we would call a generalized anxiety disorder. But we, we I guess what we've really noticed is, um, you know, in the last few years in terms of our, in terms of our center and in terms of clients contacting us, um, existential anxiety, I guess, is the newest one that has started affecting people. So that feeling of um, the pandemic and how that has affected people in terms of looking at things in a much kind of broader way in terms of life or death scenarios for a lot of people um, when illness comes into it. So we're pushed into kind of that existential looking at life, you know, what's the meaning of this? And I could actually, something really bad could actually happen to me or a loved one. And that, that level of anxiety, we usually manage to avoid through life by uh, what we would term kind of neurotic anxiety, our everyday anxiety, worrying about things that are never going to come to pass. Um, so we would have noticed a kind of an increase for everybody in terms of levels of anxiety. People who were doing really well managing their anxiety. Once COVID came in and once the pandemic hit, you know, you're moving into a different kind of, um, a different sense of anxiety for people, so. Okay. I had no idea, really. I actually thought anxiety was something you had to work at kind of getting rid of. I never really viewed it as something that was healthy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is totally, you know, how would you be alerted to danger unless unless you had that kind of uh, fear response in you, uh, that anxious response? Um, like a lot of us from our backgrounds may have grown up in households where we had to be hypervigilant. Um, around what was happening in our households. So that hypervigilance, kind of constantly watching out, anticipating what's going to happen next, that anxious response is a response to um, threat and impending danger or distress. And so it can be very safe. You know, if I'm a child and I feel that there's going to be a dangerous situation, I can go to my room, I can hide, I can move myself away from the situation. So I can I can save myself through my anxiety. I can, I can keep myself safe. So I think it's important for us to recognize that, that, um, and it is more common in women as well um, than in men. So there is a hormonal part, the older we get, but I think it is important to see it as, as something that we can use to our benefit unless it goes to a place of kind of being, feeling very unmanageable. Okay, so the hormonal part, um, is that like from a science point of view or is it that more things are happening so therefore there's more anxiety and that's why women... It, actually, it's neurologically, like it's it's um, uh, the loss of testosterone the older we get actually in women um, and, you know, hormonal changes and particularly co coming into menopause can actually really exacerbate women's anxiety in a way that it doesn't for men as they get older. So, so um, you, that's why a lot of women kind of going into menopause find their anxiety levels are up, up, up. 
and things that they had found easy to do before. Like I've had clients who, you know, used to be able to drive on the motorway. All of a sudden, no way can I go on a motorway. No way can I um, do things, you know, uh, everything feels kind of uh, upped in terms of, you know, maybe heights or escalators. Those kind of anxieties start coming in um, along, you know, and it just seems to correlate with menopause and with uh, particularly drops in testosterone. That's a shame. There really is a, a, a lot going on when you get on. Yep. <laughs> Us women, there's a lot going on. Yes. Is, is there anything you, you, people can just do for themselves? Well, I think I think it's important to kind of look at the different kinds of anxiety. Um, the there's the you know so what we would look at when people are coming for therapy. There's kind of generalized anxiety disorder, which would be um, you know that that worry, stress, overthinking. Um, patterns of overthinking, uh, all or nothing thinking, overgeneralizing, catastrophizing, personalizing things. So, so anxiety that manifests as a constant kind of voice in your head, constant um, ruminating, thinking, overthinking. Um, that's one level of anxiety. Then there are anxieties that are connected to phobias that start to come in. So all different kinds of phobias, um, you know, from going into a hospital, going into a lift, going into a crowded space. Um, then you have anxiety, which is related to um, obsessive compulsive disorder. So people who um, become obsessive, maybe checking lights, uh, washing hands, hygiene, cleanliness, that really upped during COVID as well, obviously with the... Uh, transmission of of COVID and then PTSD um so post-traumatic uh, stress disorder um which can be very much if a either traumatic one traumatic event that has happened to somebody can cause massive anxiety or else it may be a accumulation of stress that happened to, through childhood that people aren't aware that they're actually carrying in their bodies then for the rest of their lives we actually, if uh, we actually really get used to to living with anxiety, um, I was an extremely um, anxious person myself in terms of my thinking before I, you know, did therapy thirty years ago, and I could not actually believe that I didn't actually have to live that way, and I didn't have to think that way, and I didn't have to like the freedom I felt um, in actually realizing. God, this is something that you can actually work on. It isn't something that has to be. And I guess it can be very difficult to recognize, particularly if you've grown up um, in a, an anxious household. Anxiety is the one transmittable emotion. So if I'm happy, I can't make you happy. If I'm sad, I can't make you sad. But if I'm really anxious and you're sitting beside me, I can also transmit my anxiety to you. You know, you can probably experience if you've ever been with a really anxious person, yeah. your your own anxiety levels start to really go up and you really start feeling really impacted yeah and so it's no uh you know if you've got a very anxious mother uh particularly you're likely 
to be quite an anxious person yourself because you're living with your mother's anxiety and that transmissible piece. And, you know, and so it goes. So uh, if it's, 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 it's to see, sometimes it's not even mine. If, you know, I've had clients who've, you know, had big issues about maybe airplanes falling out of the sky, stuff that you say, where is that coming from? And they realize my mum was always really worried that something might happen and something dangerous might happen to me. And I just pick it up then and I just carry it on. And it just becomes kind of a part of me. And then you might realize, actually, that isn't real. I don't really need to be carrying that stuff now. Yeah. Um, but a lot of time it's just assimilated and we don't realize we're carrying it, particularly around our thoughts. I think that's so fascinating. And I love what you said there about um, not even knowing that, there, that you could live without it. Like, that's what I think is so incredible yes. about therapy that... Uh, you're kind of you're questioned on your on everything you think and yes. that is just so cool I, I, I just yes. so amazing I think that that piece I feel particularly with anxiety it's a very internal questioning of the self constantly that all or nothing thinking or personalizing that person looked at me sideways they must not like me I don't want to go into that group they don't I don't feel that those people get me or, you know, and it is all internal. I guess the 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 good thing about therapy, I think, is you're putting it out there and you're kind of questioning yourself then. Is that true? Yeah. And that's what we're kind of looking at, particularly in all or nothing thinking or catastrophizing where this has happened and therefore this and this and this and this is going to happen because of that. So we can take any tiny idea thought in our head and bring it out and turn it into catastrophe. You know, if one of your kids goes out for the evening and they're not back at six o'clock, all of a sudden we're here and then we're here and then they're dead and that's that and we're ringing every hospital and, you know, we can, we can take it. Whereas if you externalize it, I guess, and you're bouncing it off somebody, you can start to see these are only thoughts and is there truth in them? Um, so uh, particularly uh, for thoughts, like um, I guess therapy is, is very good, but also for uh, panic attacks. So that's another thing that can really, really manifest. Um, we can be people who manage our anxiety. We're managing, we're managing, we're managing. Panic attacks, panic attacks are the physical manifestation of anxiety. Um, where there's a fabulous book by a, a, a therapist called uh, Bezel van der Kolk called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's very much around how if the head can manage and cope and cope, it's how the body gets impacted. It's how the body, the bodily responses to trauma, the bodily responses are held. And that's how panic attacks manifest. That's how um, people have breakdowns. That's how um, physically you can just go into a, a, a really, you know, that your body will almost start to collapse. Stomach problems, um, auto, he will feel. And again, it's debatable around autoimmune um, diseases. But I guess autoimmune things like chronic fatigue and ME, things that don't have a kind of a, you know, that require a more holistic approach, you know, exhaustion, um, 
that is all kind of stress and anxiety held in the body rather than like the mind. Psoriasis, tonsillitis. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if I, when I was overworked as a therapist, first thing to go would be my voice. Um, after that, I would get an ear infection. Now, if you can't say that that isn't somatic, do you know what I mean? So I can't talk anymore and I can't hear anything. And <laughs> do you know, like the body does somatize so much stuff around um, what physically you'll keep pushing yourself, you know, mentally and emotionally, you'll keep pushing yourself until the body goes. Like we don't stop actually until our body goes into collapse. Yeah. Do you think one of the biggest problems is... Um, in modern day is that we don't sit with our uncomfortable feelings and do yes. you think that's part of the problem or no I 100% believe it is because who wants to sit with uncomfortable feelings and the dread for people going to therapy is do I want to go in and rake up all this stuff um it's hard enough thinking about it during the day actually going in and talking about it for an hour with somebody um, so what I really want to say to people is, particularly for anxiety disorders, there are there are therapies that are available that are not essentially talking therapies around bringing up every single facet of your of your life and going into stuff that feels very, very difficult if you don't want to. So cognitive behavioral therapy for anxiety disorders is a really, really effective therapy for working with anxiety and it is not it's essentially um for people who like to have a more structured approach they like to have a more organized approach they like to go in and say um i'm having panic attacks i'm having they want to learn techniques of how to manage breathing and um their bodily responses and they also want help in terms of looking at their thought processes so it can be very effective in the moment, people don't have to delve too deeply into past issues if they don't want to. And then there's another therapy called EMDR. So for trauma, it's a really effective um, kind of non, I'm not saying it's a non-talking therapy, but the, 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 the client just has to bring an event to mind, something that's making them particularly anxious or has caused huge trauma and they don't have to talk about it. So their trauma doesn't get re-triggered and it's about eye movement. Um, so what I say to people is there are different kinds of therapies available that aren't just, I have to go in and spill my guts and spill my guts and spill my guts. Um, for some of us, that's what we love to do. <laughs> and, and for others, it just isn't their thing. And, um, and for anxiety, for anxiety that is really, really prohibiting um, your daily life, I would think CBT is a really effective way of managing it. That's so interesting. Yeah. And you think therapy is going to like make you unsettled, but yet it does the opposite. It's it's so grounding. I think it's very, yeah, I think it's very grounding because um I think self-reflection, when when it's done in a compassionate kind of way, when you have a compassionate therapist who you feel gets you, who you feel is there with you, who you feel is present for you, um, it can be so helpful. 
um, somebody who will challenge your negative thoughts about yourself, somebody who will get you to look at the bigger picture. And and I think it can feel very cathartic to be able to share with somebody something that you may not have shared with other people um, in a safe space. Um, so I think, you know, obviously I'm an advocate for it, but uh, yeah. Before I um, ask anybody, do they have any questions? Could yeah. we just finish on um, a few ideas of how to help anxiety? Yeah. Um, I am not a person who is anti-medication. I have seen medication work really, really effectively for people. Um, people with crippling social anxiety have been really, really helped by a low dose of medication. It's very kind of easy to say therapy is a cure-all. And, you know, for some people when they're, when they're at a stage, so I'm very much an advocate of whatever works for people. Um, not this is better, that is better. Um, so I, I really feel that um, a combination of um, things that I found effective are limiting caffeine. That sounds like a very simple thing. But honestly, I can't drink coffee after 12 o'clock in the day. So uh, you'll always see me with a massive mug of coffee before 12 o'clock. I like to get my coffee in early. <laughs> but very true. And I think yeah. when you're feeling anxious, the more anxious you get, the more fucking coffee you have. Absolutely. And you get jumpier and jumpier. And you see people with energy drinks and like double expresses. Yeah. And it's uh, like yeah. that does give you a really... A jumpy physical response and yeah. if you're already anxious and kind of jumpy it's not a help and <laughs> um, as you know exercise obviously so good for calming uh, I'm finding your um the, the the meditations the lying on the ground the white light going up through the body I think all of those calming the nervous system is something we really really forget about um bringing down the nervous system so uh, I'm a person who used to love a lot of kind of uh, aerobic exercise in the evenings, jumping around and stuff like that. Actually, less stimulation in the evening is better for sleep. Um, less stimulation, um, particularly if you're a person who goes to bed at night and ruminates, ruminates, ruminates. No phones, no TV, calming. Uh, yoga Nidra on the, on the, on, oh, it's on YouTube or whatever. Um, is a superb thing to listen to, to calm you, and it sends you off to sleep. Um, so, you know, exercise, yeah. limited caffeine, yeah. um, and if 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 it's very very difficult for you, I would recommend CBT therapy. Um, I, it's very very effective. Okay, Trisha, thank you so much. Um, does anybody have a quick question before we wrap it up? Just unmute yourself there and ask away. Please feel welcome. Annette here. Um, Annette. I would like to say I just found that so, so interesting. Some of it is just me. The generalized one is just me. The overanalyzing and all of that. I just thought it was so interesting. Um, I think the coffee, to hear about the coffee, I have started, as you know, Jessica, the, every morning, the exercise, and I think that is really helping. But I would have the catastrophes, like the worst thing is going to happen. But my man was the same. And when I listened to Trish saying that, I get scared now because I have two, I have my own four kids and I probably have them the same way as myself. 
yeah but i think we look at it we all i i 100% know that myself from kind of um catastrophizing for you know around a lot of stuff and it's a control issue do you know what i mean it's like i i need to keep things under control so i don't see yeah. it as a bad thing you you want to control what's happening um and i just think like i've said the 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 little bits of relaxing 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 the body trying to bring down your stress levels in the body really helps with the mind as well so the exercise and yeah the limiting caffeine i found really good in it I, I really Thank you very much Trish for that because I think I suppose I have improved but um my kids like if they're out I'd probably be better to know that they're not but when they're out then I have to know that they'll text me when they come in that yeah. they're home and they all live in a way <laughs> yeah yeah which is a bit mad but I can't help that and I'm not proud of it but it's just something that this is the way I'm made because I think my mom was the same um and yeah she worried all the time <laughs> yeah and I guess it's I just, yeah and it's just to see once we're aware of anything in it we can make changes if we want to and once we're aware of it we can actually put it out to other people and say I'm not essentially worrying about you I'm worrying about myself I'm worrying more about me than if something happened to you how that would affect me yeah so even putting it out there and explaining that to people and I uh I think it's really useful that it's not saying I don't trust you. I'm uh, yes. I don't trust that you're going to get home. It's about me, and I'm worried, and I'm trying to manage it in myself. You know? But I think Trish, uh, the younger people, particularly my girls, they would have um, my older girl would have gone to therapy, relationship breakups, and I yeah. think they have realised that that we better tell Mam where we are because if we don't, she's going to be <laughs> so stressed. Yeah. It's more about. Yeah. And not that I don't trust them and they know that. It's just yes. that I need to know they're safe. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Thanks, Trish. Thank you so yeah. much. We're all a work in progress, Annette. We're all a work in progress. <laughs> end of it. I better start working it fairly quickly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Jessica. That was absolutely unbelievable. Wasn't it amazing? It, all, Thanks, it always is. Trish, it's incredible. Um, if anybody would like to contact Trisha um, about Mind and Body Works and what they do and the different services they provide, um, you can contact her on 091. 725750 or go to the website mindandbodyworks.com. Trisha, amazing. Thanks a million. Thank you. So thank, you. thank you all so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a great weekend, Trisha. everybody. Thanks Bye. 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 I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you must let me know by getting in touch. Don't forget you can head on over to jessicacook.ie where you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey.